starts the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show, featuring Dan Harsha and Dan Allman. This week's show, we're highlighting the latest in music, life, and we culture. different eyes. Yo, 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 this is Dan Harsha, and this is the Guitar Gurus, and with me always is... Dan Alden here. How you doing tonight, bud? I'm hanging in there, man. I'm here, buddy. We're doing this thing. Yeah, Love man. It. Yeah, man. I know, I know you're you're not feeling 100 today, but you're a trooper, brother. I'm here, man. I'm always going to be here. I hear you, and everybody in Guru Nation <laughs> appreciates it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, man. So how so how was today, man? You got to meet with our buddy Jim and, and give him his T-shirt he won last week. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna throw that picture up here shortly, and uh, just a great dude to sit down and talk with. And uh, it was it was a pleasure to meet him and and uh, talk music with him. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, I saw the picture. It's cool. Um, he loves his shirt and. And what we did as an add as bonus, we gave him another shirt that he could wear so he could keep the sign one fresh. Yep. So it was cool. So. Yeah, he was he was very happy to receive those, and I was very happy to hand them out. Good deal, man. Yeah, it was, it was just great. It was really cool. Awesome, man. And another show changed tonight. Unfortunately, Higgy is on the beat strong tonight and is not going to be able to make the call. He's breaking a big-time story. Yeah. And he's putting it in extra. So we're going to do the, the, the 12 ounce, 10 ounce, or the 12 pack, 10 ounce sampler pack ourselves tonight. <laughs> yeah, we're going to, we're going to take care of that business for him while he's working hard like he always does. Right, man. So, but before we go any further, man, it sounds like your voice needs to do one of these real quick. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, man. Popping Ollie's up that, here. That might help. Oh, let's find out here. All right, beer, beer, beer. Yeah, sorry for the lag, man. I'm, 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 I'm a little under the weather, but uh, I'm gonna give it everything I got. Are you gonna make it, man? I'm gonna make it. If I wasn't gonna make it, I wouldn't have made it here. I got you. As long as I'm here, you got me. <laughs> All right, power through, power through, <laughs> man. This is cool. Yeah, man. This is the first time I've done this. Sick. So. Yeah, all right. We'll, we'll be fine with that. I might not be in top form, but... No. All right, well, let's recap last week's show, because last, week, last week's show was really cool. Yes. Of course, we um, Higgy was on, Sean was on. They came on, did their deal. It was cool. And then we had Hannah Trilo- Hannah Paragoy from Trilogy and Donna Sue Roberts from the Holler Entertainment Company. Yeah. Great that episode. Was, yeah, that was awesome. So special thanks to those cats coming on here talking about their business and handling it so professionally absolutely it was cool and last week's guitar of the week was awesome everybody loved it it was cool that strat brought us back to some clapton tunes for me when i was playing it and then then this week's we got a special prs for this week's guitar of the week yeah yeah it's gonna be real cool it's called paul's it's called paul's sc and it's got a cool little story about it. It's real cool. Real cool. That's very cool. And it plays like a champ, so you're in for a treat with it. Yeah. That's what, uh, when I met with Jim earlier, that's where he was beforehand. Oh, he... He, he went down to check out the Guitar of the Week. Wow. Yeah. Did he check it out and play it? And yeah. What did he say about it? He didn't buy it, but... <laughs> he's like, he saw the post and he said, well, I'm going to go down and check it out. 
But that's cool. Right. You know? So I just wanted to mention that, yeah, that he did go down and he checked out the guitar of the week. Sweet. So that's, so. It's working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Well, cool. And then, well, let's get this week's show set up since we got a little different arrangement. And we'll get it cranking and get it going on, and we'll put it into work and get in and get out and get you home, man. What does that sound like? <laughs> sound like a plan? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to rush everybody because of my well-being, but, but I appreciate it. All right, well, let's streamline what we can for you. How about that? Nice. I'm cool. A, I'm cool with that. All right, so Higgy, unfortunately, is not going to make it. That just happened in the past hour. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to take the honors of reading the, the sampler out for us. When we get to that part, um, cool. Sean Kirkpatrick set up. He's going to come on, do his deal. Then we'll do the guitar of the week, probably. Then get John Lusky on as our first featured guest, Southern Maryland legend. He's been grinding it out a long, long time. Yes, sir. Long time. We'll talk to him and see what's going on in his world and see what we can do to help him promote his brand even more than it already is. Yeah. He's really probably helping us out promote our brand. So it's, this is yeah. a mutual one on this. Yeah. So it's real cool. And we're honored to have him on. Absolutely. That's have why him. we're giving him that slot. Yep. Let him tell a story. And and then after that, we're going to close out the show with with a new coming band on the block, the Chip Wood Band. We're going right. to talk to Chip Wood himself. Nice. And, and learn about them and yeah. see what's up with them. They're playing around all the time now. Okay. So. We'll have them on and see what's up with them, and, and then it'll be awesome. Sweet. I think it's setting up to be pretty good. So we're going to make the best of everything and, and just, you know, battle through it, man, and have an awesome episode 29, man. Ready for it. Awesome, brother. Cool. <laughs> well, if you're ready for it, man, well, let's start it off by you um reading the um, 10-ounce 12-pack sampler that Hickey usually would ring because this is his spot. This is his spot, and I'm going to try to – honor it the best I can for him while he's out grinding working hard like he always does nice so here is your 10 ounce 12 pack sampler brought to you by the Southern Maryland Chronicle (laughs) Friday at 5 we have Hydra Effects first Friday on the square in Leonardtown Maryland 6pm we have Billy Breslin at the Lotus Kitchen in Solomons, Maryland. 6 p.m. is the Ryan Forrester Band at Vera's Beach Club in Lusby. And then at 8, we have Wild Good at Toots in Hollywood. All right, Friday night. Friday night. Gearing up to be a good one. Right. Then on Saturday at 1 p.m., we have Higher Standards at the Art Fest at the Town Hall in La Plata. At 2 p.m., the bootleggers will be at the Port of Leonardtown Winery in Leonardtown, Maryland. And then at 8 p.m., we have Spoiler Alert at Toots in Hollywood. Grumbines Band. That's right. And also at 8, we have Bradley Turner at Seabreeze in Mechanicsville. Another past guru guest. That's right. And then on Sunday at 1, we have Dana and Jeremy at the Running Hair Winery in Prince Frederick. 3 p.m., Mark and the Sharks at the Pier, Solomons, Maryland. Also at 3 p.m., we have the California Ramblers at Riverside Pub at Dennis Point in Drayden. And at 4 p.m., James Cornette at the Last Drop Country Bar in Hollywood. The Bootleggers is an all-girl band. And as a side note that, that, that Higgy left here, 
Um, and it says all five members sing in various genres, including pop, rock, folk, country, and the blues. That's awesome. So that might be the that might be the Saturday afternoon show, man, to go check out if you're down in that part of the town. Yeah, that's an easy time to kind of work into your schedule because it's after lunch and before dinner. Right. It's I mean, perfect... that's a that's a perfect like I didn't have anything to do Saturday afternoon show time. Yeah. And it's perfect time for wine. It's at the winery, so right. You, you know. have some wine, get a little feeling yeah. good, go home, have a good meal, and that's it. That's feeling your night. good, yeah. man. So that that that's it. That's the inside hit hit from Higgy, man. Yeah, go check it out. I'm kind of lost without him a little bit because I don't know about the weather, but I think it's going to be pretty nice this weekend. So you know, get out and check out some local music, and uh, that's the uh, ten ounce twelve pack sampler for the weekend. Be sure to check out the entire local music schedule, which is usually Thursdays at 5 on the SouthernMarylandChronicle.com. The abbreviated Higgy on the Beat with Dan Alden. Yeah. <laughs> Man, dude. <laughs> You're a trooper, dude. Episode 29, The Trooper. That's right. That's it, man. Like You're... the uh, Iron Maiden reference. Right. Exactly, dude. <laughs> like, exactly. So, dude, that was cool, man. Appreciate you stepping up and doing that for Higgy. Um, oh, no problem. So what we're going to do is we'll just speed right along and get Sean on the phone and then see if he can bring some energy out of you, man. All right. And it'll be the first time that we that we power the Ollie's Bar and Grill soundstage phone system. So I think it's about time, dude. We, we need to crank it out, man, and, and get you home. Let's do it's it. It's all about getting the trooper home tonight. <laughs> Not going to leave no man behind. We got to get you home, brother. Uh. All right. So let's do this. Come on, Sean. All right. There it is. It's springing, dude. No soothing tones required. I will cover you tonight <laughs> since you're feeling bad. Hello there. Hey, Sean, you're on the air, brother. We're doing the show tonight. Mr. Alban's not feeling good, so I need you to tell him he feels good so he'll get some energy. So talk to him real quick, man. Um, Mr. Alban's not feeling good? No, not tonight. Where's he at? Is he there? Yeah, he's here. Say something, Alvin. I'm here. I'm here. Wake up, dude. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm awake, man. I, I'm here. I'm doing it. I'm here. I'm doing the show, man. Ain't no options. Ain't no yeah. sick days. What are you, what are you talking dude, about? Dude, you're talking to the king of no sick days. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I'm always going to be here. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So how, <laughs> how are you, buddy? Yeah, how are you going doing, man? Oh man, I feel like shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang up now. <laughs> I'm with you, man. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there, man. It's, a, it's a beautiful day. <laughs> We're getting ready to start a practice. Jason just got here, so he still got to set up all his shit. So I'm feeling pretty good. Not nice. feeling like I'm crunched on time right now. So we can, we can chill out and have a little chat for a little bit. Nice, nice. We need the content, man. <laughs> oh yeah, you know I got that. Right. So tell us about this past weekend's shows. What was down with that? Well, I gotta start off by giving a shout out to our boy, to our group of friends who have come out to our shows for the past like seven shows in a row. So uh, Travis, Angie, and John have come out. Well, Travis and John came to seven shows. Waterman's was the seventh one, and then uh, Angie got sick that night, so she wasn't able to make it. So I guess there's something going on there. I, don't know, I guess people are just getting sick, and something must be going around. But uh, Waterman's was a good time. That's over in. Um, Festive Town, which is just a couple miles south of Brock Hall, where we were last weekend. Right. And 
the people there are just awesome. I mean, it was it was a weekend after Memorial Day weekend, so I can understand like you know everybody's got their got you know spent all their money the weekend before and probably all partied out. But I mean, they still came out to have a good time, and they certainly did. Um, we brought out the full light show and we were set up on the deck, and it's right on the on the Mirrors Point Marina. So we were doing a full light show for about you know three or four songs in. All of a sudden, we just get swarmed, and it's like crazy dance party on the stage but it's nothing but bugs oh wow that's, that's <laughs> crazy crazy amounts of bugs just all over the place and we were, i mean we're right on the water so obviously i mean it just made sense we were basically just a giant lamp and just you know moths like moths to flame basically so we realized you know we shouldn't do lights outdoors unless they got crazy amounts of tiki torches and citronella <laughs> <laughs> that's old school right there <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, yeah, so we I ended up like turning off the lights halfway through the first set, and um, we played this the whole sec this whole second half of the first set and the first half of the second set in complete darkness because I was like I'm fuck these bugs I'm not dealing with this I'm turning the lights off fuck this right. I'm gonna play in the dark because this is what this is what you all signed us up for, and uh, the, the the manager comes up to me like halfway through the second set and he's like man you gotta turn something on. You gotta do something, man. It's just, it's just not right. And I'm like, oh, fucking Christ. All right. So, like, in between the first and the second set, I had done a little experiment to see if, like, maybe if I had just done a UV light, the bugs wouldn't be as bad. Right. And they definitely weren't as bad, but they still they st still definitely came around. So I just turned that on. just had some UV lights on the stage, so it kind of still, like, people knew which direction to look because apparently they couldn't tell where the sound was coming from. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, so I turned that stuff on and uh, we finished it out. Finished out the night with just that, and just basic stuff, and then uh, we raced out of Waterman's to get back home. Slept for like three hours, got up, and then went down to Virginia to the Bull Run Winery for that show. And that show was put on by a company called Trigger Agency, who sent us a sound guy named Pete, who did a fantastic job. They had an RCF system there, and I mean, it was just, it felt like we were playing in a freaking stadium, man. Like the stage was huge, and right. just. I mean, everything was just done really professionally, and it felt great. And they had like a big old bucket of beer behind there, so I mean, that could that could have helped a little bit too. Right. So I mean, you really got that big sound feeling from that show. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I felt like a rock star, and the, and like we got we got introduced by some guy that looked like Ric Flair. Freaking had this colorful tuxedo on with all these like crazy patterns and stuff. Yeah. And he came out there and he was talking about everything while they were opening up the event. And he was like, and he introduced us. Said that we were an ABBA tribute band. Wow! <laughs> we were laughing our asses off because like they hadn't actually opened the gates yet. So he was kind of just messing with the employees. <laughs> and it was, just, it was just, it was funny as shit. That's awesome. Can man. you hear the drums, Sean Nando? <laughs> I can always hear the drums. <laughs> it's an ABBA reference. Sorry. I'm all like, I mean, how could you not hear the drums? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so what's yeah, up? Man. So what's up with we this all... weekend with the band? Uh, this weekend, um, well, it starts off on Thursday. You got the trilogy trio at Eight Hangers, um, seven to eleven. That's ladies' night, so you know you want to get out there and uh, and shoot the shit, as they say. Um, Friday night we're at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena from nine thirty to one thirty. And that's an all. That's always a great spot, man. They pack the house there, and they they come they come ready to party. So that's always fun. And then Saturday we're heading down to Virginia, King George, Virginia, for Ricks on the River, uh, from eight to twelve. Nice. That's cool, man. 
nice little yeah. weekend. Those are some those are some good gigs right there, man. Yeah, we're just gonna we're yeah we're traveling, man. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. at least they're not like one right after the other. We will get some sleep in between these ones, so we'll right. be fresh for all of them. Cool. How did you like Hannah's spot last week? It was uh, I you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't had a chance to listen to it. <laughs> I love it. Man. I knew that was coming. Uh, what did she like it? Oh yeah, yeah. No, she she was talking about it on the ride up there on Friday night, and uh, we got to listen to a little bit of it. But between Aaron and uh, and Jason Putin hollering up front from being just delirious and crazy, it was just yeah, <laughs> we can never really focus on anything on the band. Nah, that's the way it should be, man. Yeah. No, I've been um, I've been moonlighting over at uh, Gilligan's. I finally got some time to actually do some new programs for their live show there. So I've literally not had a, a single second to myself. Every time, every time I'm awake, I'm doing something. And right now, we're trying to plan a freaking wedding. Good for you. I mean, I mean, none of us are getting married. We're just planning to play a wedding. And they, they you know, have you, I don't know how many weddings have you have you guys ever done? Way too many. <laughs> so like you you know you know what it's like when the when the uh the bride sends you the list of songs that they don't uh, they absolutely do not want to hear and the list of songs that they do want to hear and it's like one month away from the event and it's like 10 songs you got to learn it's like what and then they also ixnay like half of your entire set because i don't know why like why did you even book us right like we want your band but we don't want you to play any other stuff that you want that, that you play <laughs> wow I'm not even going to go there. I could answer this, but I won't. <laughs> the, sh- the, the struggles of the, the party band atmosphere. Play- <laughs> I love right. it. I dig it, dude. That and a, a bride a month before a wedding. Yeah, man. Well, I'm going to go in there and figure out what the hell we're going to do. So you guys have a great night, and I'm going to be uh, doing some binge listening this week. All right, man. Take the Southern Maryland Guitar Gurus podcast. Yeah, yeah. man. I'm going to quiz you next week. All right. All right, I'll be ready to stop. All right, man. Thanks, dude. All right, buddy. buddy. Have a good evening, man. All right, guys. Have a good one. All right, man. Peace. Dude, today is just weird. Today is very weird. I think it's my fault. I don't know, (laughs) man. It's just weird today. My lack of energy has really just, like, made things strange. It's crazy. I'm going to pick that up, though. We're going to change this around. Higgy's working hard. He wasn't able to make it because he's got something brewing, which a, is great. A big story. I'm not going to say anything, but it's big if it's true. Yeah. Sean was in and out like a robber. He was actually Sean in 60 seconds. It's pretty good. But he was ready to go. Right. Um, I'm dragging ass. I'm not going to lie to you. But that's okay. That's okay. We got a great show, man. We're going we're gonna to knock this thing out. It's going to be awesome. All right, well, dude, let's just um, let's take care of a couple things of housekeeping. That way, we can take a quick break, come back, get Lusky on, talk to him, see what's happening in his world. And then we'll get Chip Wood on, talk to him, find out about his band, and then we'll, we'll say what we got to say about it. And then we'll we'll check out, man. We'll, we'll make it happen, dude. We still got time. We got plenty of time, yes, sir. So, sound like a plan? Sounds like a great plan. Well, cool. So let's thank Ollie's, the Bar and Grill Soundstage Phone System, for that call with Sean in 60 seconds. Awesome job with that. Yep. Fantastic. They're providing the drinks tonight. We've already popped some Ollie's. The show's going. Auburn's trying to power through, not feeling <laughs> good. So we all need to show some love. Hit oh, the heart button for no, them. No, don't do all that. 
and and we're gonna get them through it, man. We're gonna get you home. We're yeah. gonna get you home. That's it. Episode twenty nine. We're gonna get you home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the trooper. We're gonna get you home. Oh man, so I, I am so sorry home. for you guys out there right now. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, so you went down to pick up the meal tonight from Spoons Barbecue. Another home run rib night here. Oh, but you met amazing super fan Jim Comey there of Three Days of Rain. He got the t-shirts from you. It was cool. He was happy. He was talking with you. Everything was good with that, right? Yeah. Oh, man. I had a pleasant, pleasant experience uh, sitting down and meeting Jim and uh, just talking shop and talking music and picking each other's brains about just everything from the, you know, from the old days up until now about how things work and you know, talking about influences and yeah, you know, the whole the whole thing that we do when we talk to other musicians, we all pick each other's brains, man. We want to know what makes uh, each of us tick. But the, the big thing that we were talking while we were having our meal from Spoons, fantastic rib night with all the sides. I'll have the picture up. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was <laughs> but, great. Really. But but the main thing I took from the conversation you had with him was um, how back in the '80s the scene every band hated one another. And now everybody's cool with one another. Yeah, and right. I know. Is, was that the right portrayal, to, or did I say that wrong? Well, you, your your point is right. I think what the portrayal of that was more or less just the uh, the uh, not helping each other out. I wouldn't, you know. Oh yeah, maybe I just said it the wrong way. <laughs> Too harsh. I, I hate you. Yeah. Well, dude, I just remember when we were coming up, man. It was bad, man. Yeah, and it was, and it's it's gotten so much better, and everybody goes out. And helps each other out and you know it was nice to, to know that everybody's feeling that that change and you know talking with him he was he was saying the same thing he was you know this is a great community here and the way things are right now it's just great so and while we were rapping uh congratulations on three days of rain for getting 2,000 likes. Yeah, man. That happened while we were talking. So I got to congratulate him in person. And, you know, good job, you guys. Keep keep kicking butt and working hard. That's that's what gets it done. Right. And that all happened at Spoon's Barbecue in La Plata, Maryland. That's right. And Joe was there, too. Yeah, how was hey, he Joe. Doing? Shout out to Joe. Joe, yeah, man. Oh, it was great seeing Joe. Right. Well, you know, talking with him. I don't get to see him enough. Right. So he's doing good. Mm-hmm. Handling his stuff at the store. Yeah. 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 That's fantastic. You know, he can jump into a music conversation. Oh, yeah. He knows what's up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Damn. Cool. He's been on. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good enough, man. Well, thank them again for the meal. It was awesome. It was a great meal. Thank you, Spoons Barbecue. Yeah. They do it right. Wednesday night trivia. Thursday night, kids. Eat free with a purchase of an entree. That's right. And Friday's karaoke. Sunday, all-day happy hour. Get over there. Check them out. The all day happy hours. What's up, dude? Tell me That's about the it. Sunday spot. That's what's up. The Sunday spot. Yeah, I'll find a reason to go to Lowe's on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get uh, yeah. some electrical covers. Right. We're, I need to go to Lowe's on Sunday, <laughs> <laughs> so I can cut across the street and go get that happy hour beer. For... Again, it comes back to the parking lot. Yeah, it's a great parking lot. Right. Because it's adjacent to the Lowe's. <laughs> it's awesome. That's fantastic. Well, cool, dude. Well, that's awesome. Well, dude, while we were talking about that, 
superfan Jim was at Island Music and played the Guitar of the Week. Yep. How's a transition like that? That's a great transition. So we're going to transition into the Guitar of the Week presented by Island Music in, in, in episode 29. And it's Paul, P-R-S-S-E, Paul's guitar. So what I take it from this guitar is, is Paul took his personal collection of PRSs and made the best SE version he could out of all, out of reflection of his collection. All right? That's what I'm taking. So I got this prepared. So features and visuals are inspired by PRS founder Paul Reed Smith's personal player collection come to a compelling price point in the PRS SE Paul's guitar. Integral to Paul's guitar's equation is a highly figured maple cap mahogany body for the sparkle, sustain, and sex appeal PRS players live and die by. All right, dude? Yeah. So you following me. I'm you following good? you. you following me, right? You mm. good? All right. So next up is a hand-filling 22-fret pattern profile mahogany neck. Did I sell that good for you, man? Yeah. All right. Which offers off-the-charts playability up and down the bird's the bird-clad rosewood fingerboard. All right. On the electronic side, it's a pair of custom-spec TCI humbuckers with independent coil tap switches. Those are those switches. So instead of doing the the, the pool pot thing, you get the switches, which I think are better anyway. I like that. Yeah, me too. It looks classier. And then you never know. Do we have those other ones? You bump it wrong, it goes down. <laughs> you pull the knob off. Right, yeah, right, right. yeah, you have one, two, one, one too many ollies one night, and you pull the knob off, it flies in the crowd, <laughs> never see it again. Then that, that's that guitar you see in the used section that's always missing a knob. <laughs> that's how it happens, dude. <laughs> All right, back to this. All right. So the timeless marriage of maple mahogany. All right, dude. Many of the world's most sought-after guitars, including PRS's own, have featured a, sa- a same pairing of maple and mahogany you'll find on this PRS SE Paul's guitar. The two tone woods are thought to yield an ideal balance of sparkle, snap, and sustain, not to mention seriously compelling looks. And like any fine, fine enough to any guitar fine enough to grace Paul's personal collection, then you know it's what's up, dude. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Here's some specs on it real quick, some tech specs. I don't do the tech specs enough, and I wanted to dive into that just a little bit, geek out with the specs a little bit. Okay, you got time, man. I know the picture's out there. Everybody's seen what it looks like. Yeah. Um, The humbuckers look like humbuckers, but there's some spec grade. You know, you got to play it to really hear them, man, because they sound awesome. It's really awesome sounding guitar, and it's, it's the best SE import you can get, in my opinion. But here's some tech specs, dude. So it's a solid body. It's a PRS double cut. It's right-handed, six strings, mahogany body. It's got a flame maple veneer. It's got a gloss finish. The color's amber. Neck material's mahogany. The neck shape is what they call pattern-wide fat. (laughs) Mm. So I love love that description. It's got a 10-inch radius. The fingerboard's rosewood. It's got the the bird inlays. 22 frets, it's a 25 inch scale. Uh, the width at the nuts, 1.6875 inches. I love saying that like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and what's cool is the nuts actually a, a synthetic bronze blend nut. Oh, wow. It's pretty cool, man. I was checking it out and I was like, wow, that's pretty awesome. So, something about the combination of that. Um, the bridge, the, when I did the collage picture, 
that one pitcher in the corner that was showing the bridge, the reason I did that was is because the, the, the stop tails got brass inserts where the strings are at. And actual the um the stop t- the stop tails the the actual bolts that hold it to the guitar are brass too, and that really makes it um loud, man. When you're strumming it, not even plugged in, it's just really bright and loud. Really, it's really cool, man. It's really cool. So that's why I did that picture like that. All right, and it comes with a gig bag. Pretty what is cool. well, yeah? Well, what does it sell for? Uh, nine ninety nine. Damn. That's what I'm saying. And then, and then that's spec'd after Paul's personal stuff. Wow. So that's like basically, it's it's basically when you have a signature guitar that's made overseas and then the USA version. You're getting the best import version of his stuff right. in that guitar. And it plays great, man. It really does. I mean, go check it out. Play it. Mm. It's cool. I mean, this is an awesome piece. It really is. Um, you know, PRSs are your thing, man. There's no reason not to have that one if you're in the market. Right. Definitely, give, definitely give it a try. Um, it comes in a couple different colors, too. So if you don't want the amber, you can get a, uh, a bluish color. Um, I think they have a red, too. You've done quite a few of these PRSs over the, over the last few episodes. Yeah. So where, do you, where do you think this one lands so far with the ones you've reviewed? It's the be- it's like I said, it's the best import one I've played so far. So we had the multi foil on. Yeah. I mean, it was it's it's on. The, I mean, the quality is there. It's just the opt. When you buy that model, you you get options you can't get on that other one. Right. Like the the synthetic nut with the bronze and the, yeah. that deal, and then the brass inserts and the stop tail, and then those those the bolts that hold it in are brass too. So you can't even get that in that other line. So it automatically makes that. That's what makes this guitar special. So if you're if you're gigging regularly, would you call that a workhorse? Yeah, it's a workhorse. Yeah, I mean you can buy the really nice PRS stuff that's up there. Yeah. Have that in your personal collection. Cool, hanging out. But that's where it hangs. Yeah. I wouldn't take that Don't on take the road. It out. I wouldn't. Nope, not but me. But this one. That one, yeah. That's what's cool about these new imports. They're supposed to be your workhorses. Like you heard Ken from, from Reverend. He said, dude, it's the same guitar. If you lose one, just go to the store and buy one. Right. It's, they took that lure away, you know, because it's a that's how the economy's working. Not yeah. everybody can spend that big money on the, the stuff like that. But right. there's still mar- a bar- big enough market to have some of it. It just can't be like it is. But they've juiced up overseas factories, man. The stuff's phenomenal. Mm. Phenomenal. Can't stress that enough. It's a nice piece, man. Yeah, it's a beautiful guitar, man. Like I said, if I didn't have what I have, man, that's another one I would have loved to put in. <laughs> I mean, I just can't. I don't. I'm out of room, <laughs> you know. But it's cool, man. I highly suggest everybody go check it out. Even if you don't, and not even in the market to buy a guitar and you're in the area, go in there and check it out. Yeah. And then that way you can be like, oh man, I did get to play it. Yeah. Because it, it, who knows how long it'll be? No one before they take it off, you know. Yeah. No one's pressuring you to buy anything let you play it and see what picks you exactly that's how it usually works dude guitars pick pick the players exactly so but man i loved having it for the weekend it was cool (laughs) man i mean it was awesome man i mean the pictures turned out great i mean it did yes excuse me yes they did (laughs) 
So, I'm I mean, it, it's a great piece, man. Great piece. Comes with a gig bag. I mean, just like with most imports now, they come with a gig bag, not a case. Right. Which I like a gig bag, to be honest with you. What's your preference, gig bag or case? <sighs> I'm a hard case. But your hard case is shaped like a gig bag. But my preference is a, ca- a hard case. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Right. Um, I, I prefer a hard case, personally, but... Um, I would prefer a gig bag over nothing. Well, that well, exactly. Like if you buy a guitar and you don't get anything. Well, yeah, I've done you, that too. Yeah, that sucks. I've done that too. So if it comes with a nice bag, a pad, nice padded gig bag. Yeah. Oh, PRS gig bags are what's up. They're nice. Yeah. Real nice. So I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, that's just where I'm at. But I like a hard case. Hey, that's why different strokes for different folks but if you were going to come over here and jam and you had a gig bag would you put your bass in a gig bag and come over here and just jam out here or would you yeah. bring the hard case no if i'm just coming to hang out and jam i'll, I'll pack it in a gig bag yeah that's a gig bag yeah yeah so but if it. i'm going out for the weekend and i got a couple shows yeah hard I case prefer the hard case so you could stack stuff on top of it or just easier to pack and travel good call i didn't but, think about it like that yeah I'm out of that Because if you've like got you a bag are. and you're packing up the, the the trailer or truck or whatever you got going on, you're always looking at those bags going, eh, it's got to go somewhere else. Can't really just throw that in there. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. You hey, know. I love the insight, man. Because I'm was a i a pro gig bag guy, but if you're out there playing shows over the weekend, yeah, this, that doesn't make sense at yeah. all. But for a single nighter or coming over to your buddy's house yeah. gig bag is good yeah if you're just showing up to a gig and everything's set up you don't have to worry about it you just bring your gig bag throw over your shoulder and roll right i got you well cool dude let's take a break we'll come back we'll get john lusky on talk to him see what's going on in his world first time on the show um he's a southern maryland legend man yes this is sir. pretty cool to get him on the show and and i know dude i'm glad you're just trooping it along man you're a trooper brother well, I told you when we started this thing, I wouldn't miss it unless it's an emergency. <laughs> right. I know, man, but you're, we'll get you home, brother. <laughs> oh, I'm cool, man. Cool. Let's Guitar Gurus with Dan and Dan. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show. The only show that Chuck Norris is afraid to be a guest on. We see each other through different eyes. Oh yeah, we're back from break. This is Guitar Gurus with Dan and Dan. We're cranking along tonight. It's episode 29. We're trooper, we're gonna get you home, man. How you doing, Dan? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great, man. We're, All right, we're snapping out of it. We're just yeah. gonna carry on, and we're getting to the best part of our show. It's the featured guest, man. Yes, I love this. And first up is none other than a Southern Maryland legend. John Lusky, man, and I know we've all been excited to get this guy on our show and talk to him. Um, give us a little backstory real quick before we get him on about your encounter with him back in the day that you told me about. Oh, well, that was like, I think I was in high school. Exactly. That's how long John Lusky's been in the game. And like a, a friend of mine in high school like lived in his neighborhood and knew him. 
and like had him sign like a piece of paper for me and it said like keep working hard or something like that <laughs> nice all right yeah cool. it was just really cool man it's like i'll never forget that awesome well we're gonna crank up the ollie's bar and grill soundstage phone system and get it cranking and get john on the phone now how's that sound i'm ready man all right let's do it dude give me a soothing tone or two if you could uh, uh, get i it can going. try i can try um Soothing Tones brought to you by the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show. There it is. It's ringing. So we're good. We're locking it in. Yeah. Come on, John. Get you on the show. It's ringing. It's ringing a lot. Hello. Hey, John. It's Dan from the Guitar Gurus. You want to go on the air? Yes, that'd be great. All right, man. I got your mic hot. You're in the studio with us. I got my co-host Dan Alban here with me. Dan Alban, say hi to the num the Southern Maryland legend John Lusky. Yeah, good evening, John. How are you? I'm doing great, Dan. How are you? Good, buddy. Hey, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for your time and oh uh, my god, coming on with us and spending time with us. We appreciate that. I really appreciate what you guys do, uh, supporting uh, music in Southern Maryland and. And uh, it, it, this is a, a real honor to be a part of the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. And it's really cool to have you on the show with us tonight. Um, we've been looking forward to uh, talking with you for a while now. And I want to jump right into it. And um, a lot of our listeners are the younger listeners. John, I won't lie, lie to you on that part. So with your background, you've been in the game so long. Can you give us a little bit of a brief bio of you? So we can get a little bit more comfortable as we get along in the interview. And, you know, just let us know about your history, if you don't mind. Oh, of course. Um, so when I was a fetus. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> ah, yes. I love it. <laughs> no, you know, when I was a kid, you know, as, as a teenager, um, my dad would get off work and he'd end up coming home. He was a Prince George's County policeman and he'd get off work. And as uh, my brother and I were getting ready to go to school, he'd sing to my mom. And I was like, wow, man, that's really cool, you know. Mom loves those songs, and by the time I was 12 or 13, starting to get in trouble, they would put me on restriction, and I found my dad's guitar in the, in the attic when I was uh, when I was being punished. <laughs> it only had two strings on it. It was an electric guitar, and I started plucking away, tuned it to a power chord, and then from there, the next year, they ended up stringing that guitar for me, got me a little amp, and I started playing and writing songs immediately, and I, uh, by the time I was in high school, I got a got a taste of uh, what it was like to form a band and we uh, and the guy named uh, Gary Shearer, Scott Mona and Tony Scott ended up putting together a, a hard rock band called Nasty Habit right. um, yeah we were together for about 10 years we uh, toured around the US and released a CD back before CDs were even you know people were still using tapes and we were trying to figure out what was gonna be the next thing we shot some videos and got to open up for some really cool people I don't know if the younger kids are going to remember uh, one of my favorite local bands was Kicks. they ended up making it uh, national they were on Atlantic Records it was like amazing that a Maryland band was on Atlantic at you know back in the 80s and uh, we have for Dee Snyder and Lynch Bob George Lynch Dee Snyder was from a band called Twisted Sister Kids in case you don't remember that <laughs> I remember that band <laughs> so we did some cool stuff in our early 20s um it was kind of an ACDC meets Rat and Bon Jovi, but that kind of sound was kind of kicked to the curb when Nirvana broke out, and uh, it just changed the audience numbers. And uh, yeah, we we eventually broke up. I'm still in touch with all the guys, and then in the early '90s, I ended up getting uh, 
a taste of what it was like to be in a top 40 band. A friend of mine, Buster Morgenstern, ended up moving to Florida, leaving a spot in Midnight Special was the name of the band that started with Eric Scott. I don't know if, uh, if he's been on the show or uh, George Seeley. He's a great drummer, D-Smooth, bass player. Ronnie Smith, an incredible keyboard player, Tierney Allen. And what we did was mostly just nightclubs and, and weddings and corporate events. And around the same time, I started doing a lot of acoustic shows. And, you know, coming out of a, a rock band, going into acoustic shows was a, 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 a bit of a bend for me. But then around 99, uh, I, I got together with, uh, with Ronnie Smith from the Midnight Special Band and, and a guy named Dwayne Taylor, Mike Stacy, who now plays with um, Sam Grow and Anthony Wellington. If you if you want to see a great bass player, dear God, Google this guy and watch some of his videos. Anyway, so we, we formed a band called His Boy Elroy. A lot of funk, rock, and reggae. It was a really cool party band. We had a lot of fun doing doing that stuff, and we did it for about I guess about four, maybe five years. And um, Ronnie and I shared the lead vocals, and I played uh, acoustic and electric guitar. Of course, Mike Stacy is a god on the lead guitar. And Dwayne is the uh, funkiest drummer I've ever played with. Ronnie is an amazing keyboard player. It was it was just a really neat combination of people, musicians getting together. And you know, through all these years, I've been writing a lot of music, and I'd already put out two albums. Um, and then about 2004, when the band started fizzling, uh, a girl. Maggie McAleer from Clear Channel heard a country song I wrote, and she point blank said, "Hey, look, I'll manage you if you uh, if you try to go country." Now, I'm I'm a guy of all kinds of music. I don't, you know, I grew up listening to country via my dad, grandparents, and my uh, mom, and uh, and so I formed a country band with a guy named Jack Bannister, drummer from his boy Elroy, Dwayne Taylor. That's kind of the core of the group, and. Uh, started started playing around and with Mackie's backing and, and support she was able to get us uh, some really incredible shows opening up for like Gretchen Wilson and Craig Morgan and Gary Allen and they you know they had hits out at, at that time Montgomery Gentry um, Shooter Jennings people like that we even opened up for uh, Leonard Skinner at the Patriot Center and I, you know, this, this whole time I was forming the country band and getting things off the ground. I uh, won a couple Billboard uh, World songwriting contests with a couple of those songs, and was going back and forth to Nashville writing and recording. And uh, we were the only unsigned band to ever played at WMZQ Fest. I'm not sure if the kids are familiar with WMZQ. A lot of people listen to satellite and streaming and podcasts these days, but WMZQ is a terrestrial radio station. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> one of the one of the WMCQ fests we were playing on the side stage. Zach Brown's band played right before us. It was right as like Chicken Fried was just getting ready to blow up on the radio when they when they first came out. They even blew up one of my bass player's amps. Thank God he had a backup. Oh wow! <laughs> I know, it was crazy. He got up there. He's like John. I don't know. <laughs> so he had to run out to his car. Wow! You know, right before they're getting ready to go, and it was crazy. And all this was like pre Facebook. So right. a lot of people don't didn't know much about it, and the only way we could get out there was being friends with the folks at Clear Channel and on on WMZQ and um, uh, can't think of the Baltimore station off the top of my head, but they were also helpful. And, you know, I think they had, MySpace was the big social media. Then I mean, it was like the kickoff. Right. I you know, so that. we tried to get traction, but we never really got over the hump. 
and uh, all those years uh, performing, uh, like ten years into it, I finally re- I wrote an email to the core guys, like, "Hey, you you, you guys ready? You, you want to call it?" And they said no. So we've been together fifteen years, and we just did a couple shows this weekend. Uh, one at Chesapeake Beach Resort and Spa, and the other one was over at uh, Dockside in Colonial Beach. So we're still still kicking it, and I'm doing a ton of uh, solo shows. And my drummer and I put together this little duo gig thing, and we're having a lot of fun with it. Still, still writing. I've got a my fifth record record, my fifth album coming out in the near future. <laughs> wow! I call, called it a record. <laughs> hey man, that's how we roll on this show, hey, man. We're it, old school like that. If it was on a record, I would love to have it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. Too. Yeah, we need to get it pressed. Wouldn't, you know? it, wouldn't it be great? That's coming yeah. back, man. You got to. People love that stuff now. I, I just re-upped my old Van Halen collection on vinyl. Oh, right. And I can't wait to slap that in and just hear the... You know, right before the song starts. <laughs> bom, bom, bam, bam. Here's some running with the devil. Running with the devil. That's right. So, man, you've been in the game a long time. And I, I'm curious to know... What's one of your biggest frustrations, and what would you change if you could? Um, like in the music industry proper, uh, I don't know. It, it, there's not a whole lot, but in the service industry, entertainment side of things, like on the C level, this, this bottom level where where I've kind of had my whole thing happen, there's some frustrations. I can preface this by saying that I'm extraordinarily and exceedingly thankful for you know the opportunity that I have to perform music and, and really grateful for anybody that comes out to my performances and anyone that's a fan of of our music um, but the one of the frustrations is, is there's kind of a blur between being an artist and an entertainment and, and enter, like an entertainer or like being in, being in the background it, it, a lot of places don't delineate what they want they they don't say well hey you know uh, we would like you to just be a background kind of uh, performer today or we want you to be you know in your face dance music all night or we want you to be um you know like a singer songwriter or artist or play your own music i think if they were um if they were more upfront with what they needed or, or knew what they needed or knew what they wanted it's a, part of the part of the problem is is that like if somebody saw me on a on a big stage say you know back in 09 they saw me do a concert show and it's a different kind of performance than you know if you're playing down at the local bar or local restaurant so some of those people would come in expecting the concert kind of show and here i have to play for four hours uh i'm going to be playing a lot of cover music there might be some jokes there might be some contests and, and things that, that would happen just right. to entertain for four hours right exactly and they don't get that and, and who decided who decided the standard for a four-hour block I, it always seems like way too long to me i mean not not that i mind that's a but long I think that time it, it just seems like you, you, know, you know what i'm saying that's a like three hours of non-stop you know maybe a couple of half hour breaks but it's if you're playing five nights a week that's a that's hard on the vocal cords Right, I, yeah. I've, it's been a topic on the show for the past couple of weeks. Four-hour um, bookings doesn't make sense. I'm trying to to get people to have a couple more bands. It used to be back in the day you have a couple bands, like three bands, 
on a bill. Right. Yeah, that was cool. I guess if if the venue understood, um, like, like if entertainment, music, or bands wasn't an afterthought, for some places, I've, I've seen some places put up these beautiful, insanely sound, sonically sounding good PA systems that you could do something like that. Like you could have an opener and then a you know two ninety minute acts or you know three one hour acts. Right. I remember playing God, in the eighties. That's right. There were like three bands. Nasty Habit would be one. So and so would be one. And or sometimes it would just be us opening and then you know the other band do their concert kind of thing. Right. And even if there were covers in it, it would still be, uh, you know, a, a, like a, a concise show. It's not like by the. It's, it's always bugged me that by the by the last set, you know, if we're in a four-hour gig that uh, and it's late, you know, you, you're you're playing mostly to people that don't care whether it's a DJ or a band or they're too drunk to know the difference. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Yes. I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you have you guys ever YouTubed a night in the life of a cover band. It's like a, an animated thing where it's a guy in a band or they're just doing their last song and, and a typical drunk chick comes up and starts this rant. I implore you, please check it out. <laughs> it will have you in stitches. You're going to laugh your butts off. I will check it out, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that tonight as soon as I get home. All right. Night in the life of a cover band. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I love it, man. So, what, what's your current rig, man? What are you jamming on these days? Well, interestingly, I just recently re-rigged, so this is this is a, nice. a sweet topic for me. Yeah. I've been using uh, since like '99, 2000. Mike Stacy turned me on to uh, the Fender Cyber Twin, and it was just I. I ended up. He and I dialed in this beautiful, milky, sweet tone, and and now that uh, you know, 20 years later, there's not much. Uh, there's not many people that work on those amps, and though I have five of them because they kept failing on me, I don't have any. I, the, the source is running dry. I can't just go out and buy a used one off of you know Reverb or you know, musician's friend or something or right. uh, Guitar Center. Right. So I, I decided. After uh, talking with a buddy of mine, Jason Mitchell, who is a he's a like kind of a techie anomaly. He's very young, but he understands tone. And and also talking with Frankie Clark, uh, we were talking tone, and it, it inspired me to buy a deluxe reverb '65 reissue, a 12-inch eminent speaker in it, some '66 groove tubes, um, 12 AX7 preamps and preamp tubes. Um, it's only 22 watts, but good night. It is a glassy, beautiful, fat sound that um, that I've been looking for. And I use, uh, because it was so loud, this is funny. I, my drummer lives across the street from me in uh, North Beach, Maryland. And he walks his dog now and then. And I, this was uh, maybe a month ago. I was sitting in here and I, I had a, a night. It was I call it date night. Me and my, my rig and my guitars. And we're just trying to noodle out sounds. And he's walking by. He's knocking on the door real, real hard. He says, "John, isn't that loud to you?" I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> so, so he comes in, and anyway, that motivated me to get a, uh, a an attenuator. So I did some research on it. I ended up buying a power soak from 1984. A guy in Alaska had one, and got that shipped down. And I also found a newer model, a PS1 by Bugura. 
Bugira, right. I think is how you say it. And I, now I, I still get that sweet tube sound, but I can roll it back so that um, so that my girl doesn't get mad if she goes upstairs and wants to watch some TV while I'm dialing in tones. <laughs> so I, this past weekend was my first time using it live. Oh my god! Oh god! This is crazy. So right. the second gig, so for the first gig at the uh, Chesapeake Beach Resort and Spa on Saturday night went fine. Everything, oh man, it sounded great. Right. So we get all set up for the show in Dockside and in, in Colonial Beach, right. and I strum it, turn it up, powers on, standbys, you know, ready to go. Nothing is coming out of it. I'm, I'm freaking out now. Oh. I'm looking at all my pedals. You know, I've got, I've got the, uh, the sparkle drive, and I've got this uh, one of those old Line Six. Uh, you can pre-program the delays and uh, and a little Ibanez boost pedal. Right. And I've checked. Everything's on. Everything's working. The guitar's plugged in. The amp is on. The little glow light is on, and it, I was freaking out. I thought, oh, look, maybe I blew up the uh, attenuator. Maybe right. something happened there. I'm looking in the back, and there it was, one dangling speaker cord. It was not soldered on the speaker. So I just bit it with my teeth, stuck it on, and bam, there we go. <laughs> but, you know, it's that panic 15 minutes before I'm supposed to start. My heart's mm-hmm. racing. I'm going, oh, no, I don't have a backup. Oh, no. Anyway, oh, wow. so that was uh, that was a little scary. So this past weekend, I ran the, uh, I have a 91 PRS. It's a limited edition, Broad Redwood. It's a... Uh, Broad Redwood top. It's it's got a chambered body, but it's covered. There are no f holes. Okay. It's got birds on it. It's a uh, 151, a 350 that were made. It took me about 10 years to buy this thing. A friend of mine, Sam Cheney, had bought it for his dad, Sam Cheney Senior. And Sam Cheney Senior let me play that thing, uh, you know, 10 years ago. And it, that guitar played me. So every time I'd go visit Sam's house, can I play that guitar? Can I play? So he finally said, Why don't you just I try to do an impression of him. John, why don't you take this guitar and go play it in front of people? I said, no problem. So I actually, he, he let me borrow it for 10 years. And he finally said, well, John, you got a crapper. Get off the pot. <laughs> so I finally I bought it. it. That's the most awesome story, man. <laughs> Ten years later, crap, we're gonna have to Right? <laughs> that's a good dude, man. Oh my god, that's, that's a good awesome. Dude. That's a good dude. Yeah, he really is. He's a, a, a solid guy, man. He, he comes to a lot of shows. He and his wife both come to a lot of shows. Mary Jane, Mary Jane, get me a Miller Lite. We're going to watch Luska. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. You gotta introduce me to this guy, man. Uh, that you, is you'll, awesome. you'll, you'll have a friend for life, I'm telling you. Right, man. <laughs> so, besides that guitar, when, when he when he asked for it back, and I couldn't afford it at the time, I ended up going around looking for that exact guitar somewhere. Of course, I'm going to find it on. I'm going to Google. I'm going to duck duck go it. I'm going to go somewhere and find this. I couldn't find it anywhere. I guess these 350 guitars just vanished and uh, liquefied somewhere. Right. So I went I went around and I was I. I Went in a couple of different rooms testing guitars. Like I had that guitar, and I, I feel the weight of it. It's like less than seven pounds, which is very rare. But but it's because the the body's chambered, and that's what gives it its super unique sound. But I found one up in Annapolis, and it, it was it was like seven and a half pounds, a little heavier. It's mahogany, and it was a standard, an '89 standard. But it had a similar sound, not exactly a similar sound. So that's been my backup for a few years, but. When I decided to get this uh, 65 reissue, I had to break out my, my Strat, my American Strat. It's all ash, um, maple neck, uh, 
It's got the Seymour uh, Duncan stacks in it. Right. Uh, which uh, Mike Stacey turned me on to those. He said, instead of facing toward Mecca to get rid of the hum, just put a stack in it. And it worked. Because right. there were there were some gigs we'd be playing and we'd have to face a certain way just to make the buzz go away. You know what I mean? Have you ever had that happen? Uh, yep. I struggle Facing with that. the amp or away from the amp. Yeah, dude. It's, <laughs> it's crazy, man. I, I'm doing a deal right now where I'm doing two amps and I'm dealing with the, the, the ground loop deal and it's just, I'm just frustrated. So. Yeah, I, how, how are you going to get rid of it? I mean, both of them require the power, and they're coming off the same ground, and eventually they're connected. So that's going to be a that's going to be a sticky wicket. It never will get covered. That's what my brother was telling me. So I was like, oh, mm. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> that's cool, man. Dude, there's nothing like a strat, though. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Me, I'm telling you that that date night I had with that amp, it was me and that Strat. Man, we got, now, of course I, pl- I plugged the, the PRS because it's going to sound good no matter what I plug it into. It's the Strat and that '65 reissue amp, and a little sweet, um, a sweet tone from the uh, sweet uh, overdrive from that Sparkle Drive mod. Ah, oh, right, man. I, I had a white eye rollback on that one. Exactly, man. I'm telling you, dude. I played a bunch of different guitars. I love a different. I love a lot of different guitars. But every time I play a Strat, I go, "This is why I play guitar." I don't know why that is, but that's how I feel like, man. And it's, it's funny. I, I had loaned it to my dad. Yeah, he still plays uh, mostly just singing to mom still. But I loaned it to him because he wanted to pick up some more electric leady kind of stuff. And he'd had it for a couple of years. And I went down to visit him. They lived down in St. Mary's County and on a farm. I walked into his uh, his music room. He has a bunch of stuffed animals that he practices in front of. I guess that's his audience. But he <laughs> yeah. had that stress. Right. Yeah. And I was like, Dad, hey, um, if... If I got you another guitar, you mind if I take that strap back? I said, like, no, man. So I, I went and got him a, a, a beautiful telly, and he loves it. And I got that's I, I got the amp. I mean, I got the uh, the strap back to the house, and it, it was my backup over the weekend. You know, because I, 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 I go to is that ninety one PRS. But you know, the next time the band plays, which will probably be uh, two weeks from now, I'll end up breaking it out. And there's one more that I keep in in the stack for live guitars, and that's a, a it's an '82 Les Paul. I bought down at um, what's the name of that guitar shop in Nashville? Can't think of it right uh, now. Gr- Groons. Gr- that's it. Yeah. That Groon guitar. That's it. Yeah, that that shop's awesome, dude. I've been there, man. That place is cool. It was so neat, man. I, I was like, the guy was just you know, pull one off the wall. I play it, pull it off the wall, and I got to I got to the one that I ended up buying. It, it, it was it was just perfectly intonated the action and it, it felt like you're holding like you know 18 bricks and it sounded like it too it's just beautiful so um that was back you know, gosh i was i was actually get, uh, playing bass in a band down there uh called dim um and i i, I don't know, just just out you know guitar drooling over over some of these beasts that are alive down there and had it since then Wow. Came close to selling it. But you know, it's funny. If I try to sell a guitar or somebody wants to sell me a guitar, and these are guys that I know, whether it be Frankie or anyone, um, if we have what's called the right of the right of first refusal. So if he's if like if Frankie sells me, he sold me a PRS years ago. Right. If I wanted to sell that guitar, I have to approach him first and say, Would you want it back? Wow. And it would have to be the same price that he sold it to me for that or, yeah, that I that I would sell it back to him for. And that that happened anyway. So I, I came close to losing that that Les Paul, 
I sold it to a guy. He ended up moving to Pennsylvania, and I was like, "Gosh, you know, I really want it back. I'm in a different financial position now." And right. and he honored it. He honored the right of first refusal between friends for guitars. Nice. That's cool, man. So that eighty, so, yeah. that eighty-two Les Paul's got some juice in it. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's like it's like a '67 Impala, floored, you know. Um, it's, it's just it's a it's a meat machine. It's a beast. Wow, that's cool, man. That's real cool. I like hearing about early '80s guitars because that seems like a lot of people don't talk about that time enough for guitars. But... Yeah, it's so funny because when the '80s were, when I was alive in the '80s, they were saying, "No, you don't want to buy a new one. You don't want to buy a new one." And now I'm looking back at these old guitars and I'm thinking, "Why? Why didn't I?" Because I my very first the first guitar that I ever purchased was an 82 Flying V, Gibson Flying V. And, I mean, I still have it to today. It, it still sounds amazing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a Flying V. It's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's for looks. Right. And when I was 14 or 15 years old, or it was, I mean, it was, it was so cool. That was like the right. thing. I, even, I took that thing to school like it was a briefcase. Nice. I dig it, man. But that's, that's how it was done. See, we... We're just a little bit younger than you, John, but just not old enough to be in the newer phase. So we got to see the best of both worlds, really, when it came to gear. But it just seems to me when I no one gives the early 80s gear any credit, man. So I just always like hearing stories about it. It's just real cool. And, you know, some of those old Boss pedals, do you remember the, the Boss? They had the like a plastic, modern-looking carrying case pedal board. Yeah. I had one of those things filled, and... I, I only have two pedals left out of that whole rig. It was a, it's one of the very first delays, the D, uh, D something one. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then the uh, phaser, I had the phaser also. They were cool effects for back then from what I've heard. I did, I never got to see the originals, but they're awesome, right? Well, if you ever want to tour in my museum, honey, can you get the walker? I want to show Dan and Dan my, my rigs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll bring the Metamucil. We'll there you go, time. some Bengay. Rub it in good. I'll be, I'll be able to show you everything. That's awesome, man, dude. That's cool, man. So look, you know, I do a lot of acoustic shows too, and my acoustic group. I got to tell you about this guitar. Sure, I man. found it in 2004 or five. Right. It's called the Lion Six Variax 700 Acoustic. All right. They unfortunately they don't make them anymore. But um, this thing, it's got like 14 different acoustic instruments that will replicate a nylon string guitar. It, it's believable. It's not just, you know, like equified, uh, uh, equalized to make it sound like a, it, it's truly a, like some kind of sample they put in this. It's, it's got a, a computer chip built in it. I don't know what the chipset is or how they did it. But it, it also does a sitar, a banjo, two types of 12 strings. And you're going, wait a minute, is he playing a, he's not playing a 12 string, what is that? So I don't I don't use it for all of the things that it has. Because like, you can like double click this one little knob and it'll it'll drop D automatically. Or it'll, you'll move a, a you'll move one of the uh, adjustment knobs and it'll do a open tuning so you'll have an open tuning in g open tuning d open tuning c just by moving this one knob without detuning the guitar it's it's insane and why they stopped making it i'll i, I will maybe they didn't advertise it enough because i 
you, but one of the really read? incredible things is like when you get to like a the, they have a large acoustic like you you hear what a like a 614 Taylor sounds like or maybe a beefy uh, a Martin when you hit a pick on one of those strings it gives you a, an attack it's a percussion it's a percussive sound right right this guitar is a solid thin body but when you pluck a string it sounds like you are percussively moving it and like dissecting one of them like I, I, I've, I've had to buy a bunch of them just because they started to fail and they don't make them anymore so I gotta you know gotta find some way to, to keep my feed the beast so I took I took the, the first one that started to fail and I started dissecting what is making this guitar so much different and it, it, I put my finger on, on one of the ribbons that I pulled out of the circuit board um, it, 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 I could hear it go so you're hearing the percussive sound. So something is triggering the the the, the crystal that is produ- that's transducing the signal, and it's not only transducing to make the electric signal to generate the sound, but it's also making a, a solid plucking sound, natural sounding plucking sound, like like you're actually attacking the string with a pick. It's one of the neatest things I've ever seen, and I like. Because they're failing, I'm trying to re-rig my acoustic thing. I ended up, you know, picking up a, a Taylor, and it, I tried, played it the other day, and it just wasn't the same. It didn't sound bad, right? But it just didn't have that beautiful. I could crank this thing up, no low-end feedback. You know, sometimes with a bigger body guitar, you're gonna get that every time you put your finger on a C strip, you know, C note or something, or G, you know, leave it open. G is just it's gonna ring naturally because the, uh, the you know the the frequencies are generating over and over and it's like a string feedback but not not like a not like a pickup feedback so this thing will never do that it, it doesn't it because it's a solid body one and because it it does it all electronically it will, it will never so the low end that i can push out of this thing when i'm doing my duo show i can just crank that low and some people say are you running traps are you running a bass trap or something wow. and i'm like no this is this guitar Anyway, I can't say enough good things about it. I'd like to find an electronics engineer that will dissect it for me because I'm I'm more of a, I'm a techie guy. I do cybersecurity for a living, but uh, for my other living. (laughs) And I wish I could dive into taking this thing apart and understanding it. Right. And there are none available in the used market? Yes. Yeah. I think I have six of them here. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So there's not available for any any of us. Could you have them all? <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I, I could probably pull it up on Google. Somebody's selling one somewhere. I, I had a guy in England was going to ship it to me, but I, for some reason customs didn't let it let it go through. I was waiting, waiting, waiting. They finally said, "Nope, they won't let it go through." Why? No. I no idea. I never got to the bottom of it. I don't want to don't want to shake that tree too much. Yeah. Wow, man! I got six of them, dude. Here. That that's some that's some cool insight, man. That's really cool stuff, man. You're only gonna hear on the guitar gurus with Dan and Dan. That's the that's the fact, right? So when I'm at home, I, you know, I am playing a Taylor just for, you know when I write because I write a lot and there's a there's one sitting in the living room, there's one sitting in the studio, and whatever the idea comes, you just gotta sit down and do it. Have you guys ever like had an idea? And you're like, ah, I'll remember it. I'll just, I'll just think about it later and, and write it down or record it later. Right. And you, you go to catch that vibe again, and like, oh damn, it's gone. Oh my god, it's gone. It's gone. Yep. Absolutely. I'll never let that happen again. 
got a little recorder set up all the time? Uh, on my phone. I just as soon as soon as it happens, sometimes I'll I'll say, okay, this is in the key of D, so go D D D D A A A A G G, and then I'll say the drums are kind of kind of in the background, and then the dynamic builds. Up. You know, I'll, I'll describe the song, and I'll even describe when I'm writing or getting the idea down. I'll even describe the weather, what I was feeling, whether I was in traffic, whatever I'm experiencing, so that when I go back to actually write the song and record it that I can kind of pull that emotion or pull something that whatever sparked it, whatever generated that, uh, that muse. That's that, perfect. That's a pro move, man. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, everybody listen up on that one. Everybody <laughs> out there, man. And if, you know, most, um, you know, most cell phones are basically a computer in your pocket. So you can talk to text and it's easy to just speak the words. Now, sometimes if I, I'll say, um, it was late July, and it'll say J E W E L E Y E. I'll have to sound it out, you know, but you get the idea down. Right, right, like right. The, the talk to text is kind of crazy, though. Yeah, I te- <laughs> yeah, you just text it to yourself, right? Yep, that's it. Yeah, man, I do that all the time when I got to go to shopping for stuff. I'll text myself a list. <laughs> oh, I'm a list course. man. Oh my god! And isn't it, isn't it cool when you start scratching stuff off that list? Oh yeah. Dig it, dude. The Dig satisfaction. It. I don't care whether I'm at work or whether I'm, you know, I, oh gosh, to see tomorrow. I gotta, I gotta put up all the advertisements for the shows this week, and I'll put that down. I'll, oh, I gotta stop by our store and pick up some creamer or whatever. <laughs> exactly, dude. <laughs> but it's cool. It's, it's, it, there's a satisfaction you get from scratching something off a list. Yeah, yeah it's man. a good feeling, man. Yeah, man. Um, I'm that- a rambler, man. I'm so sorry. I'm talking way too Here's- much. We, God, this that's is what, what we, we want. want you to do. This, this, okay. this is this is it's, it's talk radio, man. It's music yeah. talk radio. We're talking music. Well, I want to. I want to. Uh, oh yeah, come on. Nolan. I want to jump in and touch touch back on the uh, the uh, beginning of getting you on here with your background. Um, I still have in my possession at home because I never throw anything away, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, I have a Nasty Habit cassette tape. Oh, my God. From Are way... you kidding me? No, it's like a single, like one of those little singles that were in a sleeve. Remember the little sleeves? I think it was the song was Sick and Tired, I believe it was. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired yeah. of you. Yeah, I still have uh, that. I have that. That is awesome. <laughs> you have a cassette. Are you sure it's still like it's not like dematerialized into some molecular soup? No, I'm gonna. I'll dig it out of my uh, archives and I'll I'll shoot you a picture of it. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh my god. I was like, man, because I like I know I've got this, and I do, and I've got it. There's a picture on the back of that. I look nothing like that now. <laughs> why, why did you ever cut your hair? <laughs> I had the lo- I had really long hair back then, and I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. Uh, uh, I deny that there might have been some guy liner in there back then. Oh, uh, well, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to deny. Not proud of those days. Some guy I'm liner. Not proud of the guy liner. <laughs> some mascara. <laughs> <laughs> mascara. Oh my God, I'm so stealing that. If that's okay. Hey, hey. Yeah, I just made it up. So go right ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good here. What else? No, I think that's the- great, man. I just, um, do you remember, you? I know you, well, of course, Rich Isaac, right? Rick Isaac. Oh, Rick, yeah. good Lord, man. Yeah, Rich. Yeah, Rich. He, uh, he, bass player in the band, and uh, 
you know, now he, he, he he's up in Baltimore doing all kinds of really good stuff. Is he really? He was what? He was uh, he actually was a bass teacher of mine when I was uh, a teenager. Are you kidding me? No, I wouldn't. Same shit here. You. I wouldn't. I shit took you. I took lessons from him too. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, you know, listen, this is so cool. So when the band finally dissolved, the, the red Ibanez bass that Rich used to play, it is the bass I record my uh, pre-pro stuff in the studio. I still have his old bass. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, we, we stay in touch, I'm telling you. And you know what's interesting is um, he does a lot of work with Net Geo and Discovery Channel. And he's a producer now and uh, an incredible engineer, sonic engineer. Oh, yeah. And he'll, he'll have me come up. Uh, sometimes they'll need some voiceover work for for Discovery or, you know, whatever, like some commercial or something, or even like bumpers in between uh, in between the shows. You know, coming up next, it's uh, Denny. He's turning into a tree because this whatever, you know, whatever the script is. Right. He'll call me up and do that. If, you know, for a couple hours, I'll go up, sit there, wait till the customer says, yep, that sounds good. And he'll let me go. But every once in a while, I get that call from Rich. Hey, John, you got time to come up and do some voiceover work? Hey, oh, yeah. hey, John! If you're if you're not available, call me and I'll go up. Roger that. I can I can make time for that. That's awesome. <laughs> oh my God! Could, could you imagine the reunion you and Rich are gonna have? Yeah, he'll he'll be like, who who the hell are you again? Yeah, he won't remember. <laughs> Dude, that was like I don't know, twenty Eight years ago. Yeah, who knows how 30 long that was ago. Because I used to see uh, videos of him on the uh, he would like they have the base off at Wilmer's. Right. And he'd be up, up there. Uh, I think he won a couple, a couple of those. If I don't, I, I can't remember. But it was really, really cool having him for a teacher for a while. And then I, yeah. then I recorded with, uh, I recorded at IQ uh, back then too. When he was when they were Gene, him and Gene. Oh yeah, God man, that was like, uh, I mean that was that was an awesome studio. I did some um, some voice work there, uh, not no, vocal work. So uh, for my second album, he he was still working with with Gene down there, but he was also working at Q over in uh, uh, Falls Church. Uh, so he was kind of back and forth, and he, he produced my second album, and he had me come into that studio and do some uh, some vocal cleanup. Nice. It's a small world after all. That's man. right, man. Southern Maryland. Don't get that song stuck <laughs> in my head. Oh, and by the way, I am going to text Rich tonight, and I'm going to tell him all about this. Awesome. I'm okay. going to set up a reunion. Do it, you man. You guys right, get together with him. That's so we'll cool. Get, hey, we'll get him on the show, man. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. I'd say he's got more freaking stories um, but, but between being in this, you know, being in that nasty habit band, and then all the things he's gone through to get where he is now. You know, he's, he's, his music business acumen is it can't be beat, man. He, he's he he talks the talk, walks the walk, but can do everything. Um, and he's very professional about everything. So. Yeah, I, I, good dude, I agree. Good dude. I agree. I remember uh, when we were, when we were recording there. Uh, it was my turn to do the bass tracks, and I think I was, I don't know, maybe 19 at the time. Right. And uh, I had this. God, really, you are, baby. I had this. This was this a long time ago. I'm like 102 now. And uh, <laughs> I had this really crappy. And, and that's in millennial years. He's yeah. 102 in millennial yeah. years. There's a difference. So I had this really shitty bass, and uh, but it, 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 you know, it was a nice bass for being what it was. 
And I remember being in the uh, in the room recording, and I guess he didn't realize he didn't turn my headphones off. And I overheard him saying, "That's a really shitty bass, but man, it sounds oh! pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> So it was like a, it was a compliment, but a yeah, it was, right. It was, on, on a on a beast guitar. So yeah, it's like oh, I guess I better uh, save up some money and get something better. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. It was so good, man. I can't. And that I'm was not, I'm having a trip down memory lane myself tonight. This is great. Yeah, that was at IQ. Yeah, from Waldorf. Yeah, back well when it was uh, Clinton. Clinton. Off, uh, oh, that's right. That's right. They were in Clinton. Yeah. Oh, Alexander Ferry Road, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Old school. Old Alexander Ferry Road. You know, Nasty Habit had a a, 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 re, a rehearsal space on Old Alexander Ferry. Paul and Mike's sub shop was right there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> nice. That's old school, that's, man. That's great, man. I grew up in Clinton, so. Yeah, I, I went to Sarasville. I don't know where where you guys are. You guys from the yeah, we're, Southern we're, Maryland area? We went to yeah, Gwen Park. We went to Gwen Park. Right. On, I came so close to going to Gwen Park, but uh, it would have been a different, uh, probably a, a, a different century. You would have had to join ROTC or something like that to go to Gwen Park. <laughs> yeah, it was the T and I program, Trade and Industrial program. They were That's trying right. to get me into, and then Mom said, "No, you're going to regular school." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's oh, awesome, man. That's good, dude. Hey, so we won't keep you much longer, man. We got one more question for you, and it's our show's signature question. And I've been waiting all night to ask it to you, man. And we call it best gig, worst gig. You can answer in any order you want, but you got to answer both. So out of all your years of jamming and touring and doing your thing, we want to hear about your best on stage experience and one of your worst on stage experiences. Okay. So, it was probably six years ago, or maybe more, maybe maybe eight years ago. I was doing a an every Tuesday show at a place called Calypso Bay. I, I, no, it's no longer there anymore. Now it's called something else. But my every Tuesday show there, that you know, people I, I watched people turn twenty one, have babies, get married, and then the next group of twenty one year olds. Like I, I've been playing there so long. Wow. Uh, that this girl, she she had uh, she had gone off to college, and after she graduated, she came back and stopped back in uh, Calypso to see me play. And she walked in, and she got really excited. She goes, "Oh, you're still here!" <sighs> and then she lowered her head, and she said, "Oh, you're still here." Oh. And my heart dropped, and it, I, man, I had I had to take a break, recalibrate, because it. It was impactful. It's like, oh my God, I let all this time go by and I am still here. Wow. And, and it changed the way I looked at pursuing music. Okay. So it, it made me come to a couple of realizations. So that was probably the worst feeling I've ever had on stage. Not the worst thing that's ever happened, but the worst, mm. worst feeling. I like that take though, man. That's good insight. And I, I appreciate you sharing something personal like that. That's cool. Yeah. Stuff. Don't mean to make anybody cry, but I need to get a tissue. Tito, give me a tissue. <laughs> All right. So the best gig, and there's no no question, hands down. I think it was the pinnacle moment for my band now. And by the way, the the band that I have now is the longest band I've ever been in. 15 years. Oh, wow. Um, it, you know, Nasty Habit was about 10. Uh, Midnight Special was... His boy over was only four. Midnight Special might have been six or eight. 
but yeah, and and we're still having fun with it. And what this band was able to achieve was we ended up uh, playing at the American Freedom Festival show, benefiting uh, folks in armed forces and armed forces, um, opening up for Leonard Skinner, the, the guys that are still in in the band. So playing in front of thousands of people at the Patriot Center in was it is it uh, Fairfax? Yeah. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Dwayne Taylor on the drums, Jack on the bass. I even flew my friend Buster, who he, he was the guy that left Medi Special that I filled his, I ended up filling his shoes. I flew him up to play uh, acoustic guitar and backup sing, and Ronnie Smith was on the keys. A guy named Ricky Simpkins, you got to look this guy up. He's an amazing fiddle mandolin player. Right. And we just we had such an incredible show. It was it was a lot of fun, and we were playing all originals. Oh, this is crazy! So in the middle of the show, and like I think third song in, you know things got real quiet on stage. You know somebody were looking around, we're just checking out the set list before we do the next song. And before I said anything, I heard somebody way in the distance go, "Play Freebird." Oh lord! Oh. And I, no, listen, this is the first and only time I'll ever be able to say we're not going to do the song, but the band after us. Does it really well? Yeah. <laughs> no one could ever, dude. That is awesome. I know. <laughs> it's just it was magic the way it happened, you know. And everybody clapped, and, and we went on and finished the show. They even had us play one one more song when when our set uh, our set was done. So that was a magic magic show. Wow. And the close second show would be uh, opening for Trace Atkins over at the uh, Blue Crab Stadium on uh, July 4th, 09. That was a, a magic show also. But that Skinner show, man, it was the first indoor arena I'd ever played, you know, with like full light, you know, that major production. Right. Like I'd always been to concerts like that and gone, yeah, that's the kind of thing I want to do. I want to grow up and be that. Right. Uh, I was that for at least one night and that was probably the best gig. How was the backstage situation? Pretty interesting. Um, we got to have lunch or, you know, pre-meal, pre-soundcheck meal with them, and, and everybody was extremely friendly. That's I was great. so freaking nervous just to be in that room. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't socialize a whole, whole lot, but uh, my girlfriend ended up walking out in the hall uh, after the di- after dinner and before the show started, and she was looking around for a, a restroom, and she came across this guy, and, hey, you, you know where the restroom is? Oh, yeah, honey, come here, I'll show you. And it, it was the the lead singer Van Zant, who wow. the restroom. Yeah, that's rock and roll right there. I'm dude. glad I asked that question. That's, that's great, rock man. and roll. Yeah, that. and uh, uh, you know, we actually it was it was interesting before before we went on. I mean, I could, my hands felt like they had 15 pound lead weights on them. I was so nervous, and it was like once I pulled up to the guitar, you know, my hands on the guitar, it was like I was in my basement again. Except there were, you know, eight thousand people in front of us. Mm. Dig it. Hey, can I share one thing with you real quick? Absolutely. One of the yes. one of the most impactful gigs, best and worst, but this was an impactful situation. It was right in the early nineties when I started doing my acoustic show coming out of being a nasty habit. And you know, I'm used to loud things, I'm used to power stuff, but doing this acoustic stuff live was a whole new thing for me. So I'm in this little place called Pier 44 in Deal, Maryland. It doesn't exist anymore either. But after a few songs, a guy comes up to make a request. And he says, uh, hey man, you take requests. And the first thing I'm going, oh my God, please let it be something I know. Please let it be. (laughs) 
I said, sure, man, if I know it, I'd, I'd love to play it for you. He says, can you turn it the F down? <laughs> oh. Now listen, the reason that's the most impactful is because now I'm hypersensitive to whether my audience is comfortable or not. Because yep. I, I was in the wrong, I was playing way too loud for that room. And because I was behind the speakers and I didn't, you know, just a little monitor toward me, I didn't get the brunt of what they were getting. So right. now, now I'm really conscious about it. Fair enough. Jeez. Hey, that, hey, that, that's... <laughs> I felt really dumb, though. Can you turn it the F down? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it was too loud for that little room. Right. Hey, man. That, hey, that's, somebody that's, had to tell you, right? Another pro move, yeah. man. Yeah. You know? You, know, you never know stop learning. Yeah, know nope. the room. Know never the room. stop That's learning. right. Read the room. Know it. Right. Exactly, <laughs> man. Well, John, you've been a champ tonight, man. This has been an honor and privilege on this side of the microphone Absolutely. for us, man. Absolutely. And Guys, I can say exactly the same thing. What, a, what an honor to be asked to be on your show. Thank you so much. Yeah, man, just spread the word for us. We're just trying to get it out there to everybody to know that this come, we're your source for everything Southern Maryland music, you know? Trying to get it out I'm there. I'm going to blow everybody. it up on, on all my social media and, and turn everybody on to you that I know, especially my musician friends. Yes, thank you. Good deal, man. And accept my friend request, would you? It's been a few days. Oh, absolutely. I think I did just just the other night. I was like, oh, oh. Oh, oh, no, no, not that guy. No, no, no. I think I blocked you for, uh, for yeah, everything. I think no, so, too. I stopped seeing posts from you the I other day. <laughs> well, so, you know, it's weird because Facebook eventually made me open up a band page. So that I could have more than 5,000 right. people associated with it. And now I have a personal profile. They call it a profile that has to support that band page. And I'll, a lot of folks will go to the personal profile. And, you know, Who wants to see pictures of my dog and my girlfriend and us having dinner? If they're just interested in, you know, where I'm performing or seeing clips of the shows or whatever. So it's, it's hard to balance that. Right. I can imagine. I mean, I, I, I don't know what it's like to have to worry about 5,000, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, whatever. Man, you, you are a rock star. Look, I'll tell you what. We're going to have to get you on this show again because we've got a lot more to talk about. Right. And I hope that you would you would uh, entertain us with coming back again. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I love it. I'd love to do this every night. Good. Give us a very, very <laughs> quick rundown of where we can catch you at in the near future. Gee, I just put out my ads. What am I doing? What am I doing? Um, okay, well, we can but, check it on your site. So every every Thursday, I do my acoustic gig, uh, my, my acoustic show at a place called Catch 22 in Rosehaven, Maryland. Okay. Every Thursday, and then this Friday, I'll be at the National Harbor from 5 until 7, just playing solo. Um, there's a, a strip that goes down to the water called American Way, and they have a median in the middle that has a park and they have live music there on the occasional Friday. They call it a happy hour. Okay. So I'll be there five to seven and then uh, over in Davidsonville, there's a place called the Killarney House. I'll be performing uh, at 8.30 that same night, Friday. I know where that is, yep. Cool. And then uh, this Saturday, uh, Brooms Island, Maryland. Uh, best crab cakes I've ever had. Stoney's Seafood. Um, they have a beautiful tiki bar outside deck there. Um, great. I'll be there at six o'clock, playing six to nine, um, and then um, doing a big fundraiser for charities in Deal, Maryland. 
uh, which the brothers Osborne are from. Right. That's, yeah. <laughs> Deal is known for uh, Waterman's and great bars and brothers Osborne. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I've got a few people performing on Saturday. I'm going to be emceeing a show at Hidden Harbor. It's a barbecue. Uh, cook-off cook and fundraiser. Uh, Ryan Forrester is going to be there 11 to 2. You guys should get him on the show. He's great, too. Um, Jason Morton, another another great singer-songwriter guy. He's going to be there 2.30 to 5, and then I'm going to be closing the show from 5.30 to 7. Beautiful. And that's on Saturday the 15th. Okay. And the 21st, I'll be in Deal at Happy Harbor. Uh, the 22nd, I'll be at Romano Winery over in Brandywine. And you can find all this information easily by going to my website. Who goes to the real website anymore? I don't know. But if you do, and you type in johnlusky.com with an EY, any spelling, it'll come up in the first two or 300 pages of Google. But if you, if you go to my regular website, I, I keep the calendar updated there. But if you uh, like my band page, I also update that every uh, every week. And I'm, I did two weeks today, so it's two weeks out. Perfect. Uh, or like being on Instagram, same thing. Um, Twitter, and then uh, see, see the 22nd, 27th, Swan Point Country Club. I'll be down there with my band on June 28th, and that's where I'm going to be breaking out that strat. I'm going to let it stretch a little. Nice, nice. Stretch it out. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the uh, 29th, I'll be at the Lighthouse Oyster Bar over in St. Michael's, Maryland, and then Pirates Cove in Galesville that evening. Skipper's Pier, June 30th. Uh, Clark's Landing, July fifth. I, I get, I get That's scheduled good. throughout the summer. I won't run through yeah. the whole thing, but right. if uh, if the audience is really interested in coming out and checking out some of the rig I use or checking out that weird acoustic guitar that I play, please come to one of the shows and just come up and talk to me. You got yeah. it, man. Good deal, dude. All right, John. We're from the Guitar Gurus, we say thank you and good night. Dan and Dan, thank you so much. Good night, guys. Thank All right, you, man. John. We'll see you. Um, uh, bye. I'm gonna text Rich now. All right, good deal. All right. Awesome, dude. Tell me Saul said what's up. I will. Awesome. All right, man. Thank you, dude. We'll see you. Thanks, see brothers. You. Good right. night. Hot damn. That was awesome, dude. That was awesome. The legendary John Lusky was just on the program, delivered the goods. I think he cured you. You look great. Dude, he brought me back to life. Perfect. This is awesome. Um, we're going to take a quick break, get reset up, and get Chip Wood on of the Chip Wood Band. It's Guitar Gurus, Dan to Dan. We'll see you right back. What's up, y'all? This is Sam Groh, and you're listening to the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show. Oh yeah, man, it's back to the action of the night. And we're here, we're in the home stretch. Mr. Albans got recharged from that fantastic interview by Mr. John Lusky. So I think we're going to end this this show on a high note, man. So that's good stuff, man. Absolutely, man. I can just feel it in your voice already, man. It's like a transformation. Yeah, I got to give all the credit to John Lusky and that great interview for just bringing me back to life man yeah that's good stuff dude so um what we're gonna do real quick before we get chip wood on of the chip wood band we're gonna do the two for tuesday shout out with dan alban so dan alban man let's do it buddy 
All right. Two for Tuesday shout outs brought to you by the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show. Once again, sponsorships are available for this segment. Yep. Keep that in mind. All right. Here we go. We've got Vinny Barbarino, Tim Elder, the entire uh, group of Outside the Wire. Yeah. Yeah. Which I will be sitting in for this Saturday. Wow. At Last Drop. Nice. Special yeah. guest appearance by yours truly. Wow. Yeah. That's not public knowledge until right now. Nice. All right. We got we, the inside. We got the inside scoop. We've got Trish Galliano, Gunny D. Jim Hill. Oh, man, it's good to see your name on this list, buddy. Tony Scott. Brent Robbins. The St. Mary's County Arts Council. Christopher Mooneyhan. Rick Curl. Rob Cord. Tonight's featured guest, John Lusky. John Peterson. Yeah. Mike Stacy. Yeah. That's a good group of, of support right there, man. So thank you all for the likes and the shares, getting on the two for Tuesday shout outs. We love it. We love seeing these names. We love calling them out, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was cool, man. Yeah, I very love that cool little segment, man. I do too, man. That's cool, man. It's the highlight of my night every yeah, week. We do this. To reconnect with the fans, call out their names, the ones that are putting it out there. It just feels good to see the support. Yeah, it really does. It does. And a special shout out at the end for Jim Kobe. Yeah, I got to throw him in there. Yeah, man. Definitely. Yeah, he didn't have time to like and share because he was sitting down with me personally and rapping. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. So you get the shout out right there. Yeah, man. So good, good stuff. Thank good you, stuff. everyone. Good stuff. All right, dude. Well, I'm going to power up the Ollie's Bar and Grill Soundstage phone system one last time tonight. We're going to get Chipwood on of the Chipwood Band. Right. How do you think about that? Let's do it, man. All right. Soothing tones, brother. Soothing tones. I don't have too many, but... It's all good. It should be ringing soon. There it is. It's ringing, dude. We got the technology of the phone cranking. Chip Wood, it's Dan Harsha with the Guitar Gurus. You want to go on the air? Hello? You there? Chip, you there, buddy? Hey, what's up? Nothing, man. You want to go on the air and do this thing? Yes, sir. All right, Dave. Well, I got your mic hot. You're in the studio. I got my co-host, Dan Alban here. Dan Alban, say hi, Chip Wood. How you doing, Chip? Good evening. How you doing? We got Dan and Dan. That's right, oh, man. Yeah, we're man. the guitar gurus with Dan and Dan. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> cool. That's right, man. Exactly, dude. We're representing Southern Maryland, man, and and we're we're honored to have you on the show with us tonight, man. I appreciate the invite. Awesome, dude. Well, hey, dude, your first time on the show. We always have everybody do with the background. So give us your background. How did you come about playing music, and how did you form the Chipwood Band, if you wouldn't mind? All right. Well, I mean, I've been uh. I've been writing my own stuff since I was maybe 14 or 15. Cool. Uh, started that after I went to Nashville one time and I uh, saw some of the guys rocking on Broadway and I wasn't allowed in, but you know, listening from the streets and stuff. And then uh, we got into the Opry, saw a concert there and uh, I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. Right, that so, is cool. Yeah, I kept, uh, kept writing this stuff through high school. Um, just, you know, solo acoustic kind of stuff. Uh, I used to play at a couple really run-down hole-in-the-walls. They would put me on at, uh, in the middle of the NASCAR race, and nobody wanted me there because they were watching the race and stuff. Right. So it was cool stuff. And then uh, 
Well, I gave it up for a little bit in college. And towards the end of my college career, I guess, I just fell into some hard times and I kind of turned back to it for some comfort. And I was just like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and start doing it. Damn so, right. Love it. Yeah, I met, I met a couple of local guys. Uh, I met Sam Groves Bunch. Okay. Um, have you guys talked to them yet? They're uh, cool dudes. Oh, yeah, dude. I had Mike Stacy on the show. Gene Quaid's been on the show. I went down to their, their gig where they did the CD, the single release night. It was real cool. Real cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those, those dudes, I love those guys. But I yeah. uh, uh, got in touch with Joe, Joe Barrick, right. and he gave me uh, my lead guitar player's number, Wally. Oh, yeah. And uh, Wally used to play with his brother, Greg, and Hydra Effects. Right. And uh, we got hooked up with Wally in, like, fall of 2017 um, and started playing a little bit. And we, we brought on a couple other dudes that weren't exactly a good fit with, like, our personalities and stuff and our goals. So we brought on uh, two new guys, Steve Muscolzi on drums and Sean Kostanowicz on bass. And then we made our debut in spring of 18. So we've been, we've been at it a little over a year now. Okay, cool. So you're getting your feet wet, getting out there in the, the market. I took notice of you guys. Um, so guys that are just learning about your band right now, your live shows, where are you guys playing at? Where can they catch you guys at? Um, we hustled pretty hard in Southern Maryland last year, uh, all over Southern Maryland, really. Um, and I think we're covering a lot of ground. I mean, we're already branching out. Uh, we're booked in Ocean City this year, Northern Virginia, and uh, down in North Carolina a little bit. And we're talking about going deeper into Virginia. We're talking to some places in Richmond, uh, West Virginia, Delaware, and Pennsylvania right now. Okay. All right. That's cool. Um, and you keep your Facebook updated with all show dates and times and all that good stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got a, got a guy for that. Gotcha. 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 <laughs> So um, what kind of um, so you just sing or do you play play guitar and sing? How what's the dynamic on stage? What can we expect? So I we brought on a fifth member here recently, like um, on a, a month ago, and he's coming out real fast. So I sing and play acoustic now. Um, prior to that, I was playing a two I was playing two guitars. I was playing a Telly and a Les Paul. Okay. Um, but Sean, my bass player, moved over to guitar because he's just way better than me. All right. So that allows me to kind of move around a little bit and talk to people and stuff. Yeah, I got you. Be the front man of the band. I get it. Yeah, I got to sell it. I got to sell the party. That's right, man. That's an important job. You got to do it. <laughs> it's, it's super easy. I love it. I got you, dude. Um, so what, you, what kind of frustrations have you faced in your first year out in the market? I mean, you know, if you could change one thing, what would it be? You know, you've been... I, I'd like to get your opinion on it because you're just new. Yeah, we're, we're still... Wally likes to call us baby's milk. This is what he calls us because we're so new, like infant kind of thing. Um, but I will say you, you learn a lot really fast in the entertainment into industry. You just, you got to keep your head on a swivel, um, be resilient, most of all. I think the hardest thing for us is kind of trying to make that transition now that we have our 
first EP out, um, trying to transition to more of an original act, more than the cover band stuff. I got uh, it's hard. It's hard to get a lot of traction. And there's always somebody reaching out to you, trying to help you in quotations. Oh yeah. Everybody, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you gotta be careful. You'll lose. You'll make some bad deals. And I mean, it's kind of inevitable in business, I think, to make some bad deals and learn the hard way. Um, but yeah, you just gotta expect you're probably gonna lose some money along the way. I got you. I got you. But you learn quick. You learn quick, and I mean that's probably the biggest frustration for me now is is trying to book and try to sell the original stuff and uh, try to transition into that area because that's a whole new ball game too. Right. Well, I, I that's what intrigues me, man. I love original music. I love artists that do the original music and want to make it their focus. I, I I love the cover bands. Y'all are great too, but I just love it when I hear about people doing original music because that's what I really want to bring back big time around here. Because we've gotten away from it, man. It used to be a lot different. Yeah, it's definitely coming back. It's getting really competitive um, with the original stuff. I like I, I think me growing up, I just noticed Sam doing it, and it seems like by the time I got up to speed and to where I was kind of pu- pushing music out there, there was you know another five dudes already doing it so i think it's making a comeback for sure right dude and i want to i kind of want to think sam was kind of the 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 wrecking force to get everybody to say hey man there's a chance we can do this let's let's do it you know i really think that i really do yeah i think he was a huge pioneer around here i mean they hustled hard and then i mean it's paying off for him now really oh yeah they're the hardest working band ever man (laughs) Hell, hell yeah. I'm a competitive dude, too, but I love seeing those dudes have success. Oh, they yeah. definitely earned it. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Well, that's cool, man. Um, So where are y'all playing at this weekend? Are y'all playing this weekend? No, I got some uh, wedding stuff to do for my well, family members. And uh, next weekend, we're in Ocean City and down at, at Back Road Inn down in Compton, Maryland. Uh, yeah, Compton. I love yeah. it. That's a redneck Riviera right there. Oh, yeah, man. But that's where you got to jam at, man. If you can survive that room, you're good. You're good. Those are my people. That's right, dude. You got to you gotta bring it to them, man. Got to give them all of it. Yeah, that's going to be a good time. We're filming over there, too, so that'll be a good one. Oh, yeah. I dig it, man. I dig it. All right, man. I know you're, you're crunched for time, and you got to get on the road and do your thing. Um, Alvin, you got any other questions for um, Chip before I get to the signature deal? Uh, I don't. Um, I just, you know, I like to find out, you know, where where we can uh, get your content, um, any of your particulars that you want everybody to know where to find you and be able to find out what's uh, going yeah, on. Yeah. With so we had our debut single come out um, May 1st called Kings of the Weekend. And then we just released our full EP, uh, last Friday, and we had a big uh, party for that, a big show at Gilligan's. Um, that was a good time. So you can get that on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon. I think it comes across iHeartRadio. Perfect. And, uh, I mean, if you hear it anywhere, you can hit up Shazam or something like that, and it pops up. Great. I love it, dude. I love it. That's good stuff, man. I just, I love how you can ever, all the artists can get their content out there. You know, yeah, I get just a third-party distributor. I, I use a uh, DistroKid, and they they got a good deal and stuff. And you can set all kinds of stuff on there and get your content out there really easy. 
Nice, nice. Well, cool. Awesome, dude. Well, dude, we got one more question for you, then we'll let you get out of here. And yeah, it's it, we, we call it best gig, worst gig. Um, best gig, worst gig. Yeah, you can answer in any order you want, but you got to answer both. So we want to hear about your best gig and your worst gig, man. And it could be, it doesn't have to be like worst gig because of something bad. It could be like a calamity of errors or whatever you deem worst, you know? So what, what do you got for us? Oh, well, I got a plethora of uh, mistakes and stuff on stage. We just kind of keep rolling with it. Um, right. Our best gig, I think, was this year we opened up at Tiki Bar. And uh, that was awesome. Union Jacks bought that place, so they're refurbishing it. Right. And that was just, that was a huge turnout. Everybody was there to have fun and stuff. I mean, they had a big tent with a big stage. It, it just felt like the real deal. Cool. So that was that, that was top of the line for me that was good awesome what about worst gig what's your worst gig so far uh worst gig i don't know i won't say a place right. but i will say i don't know what was up with this night whether it was like a full moon but it was just one of the weirdest times i've ever had i mean so it started out pretty normal um then some hecklers came in and they started yelling stuff from the side stage and I look up at one point and uh, there was a guy in front of me with his uh, beer belly out playing with his belly button just staring daggers in, in my eyes um, a couple dudes walking around dressed like women wow. at one point yeah it was wild I went to the bar at another point too and uh, some old man came up to me and asked if he could grab my ass I said uh, no, man, that's cool. I appreciate it, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a weird time, and, and it's one after another the whole night. Just crazy stuff kept happening. Lordy, it man. Was a weird, it was definitely a weird one. Yeah, ha- handling the hecklers, that's tough, man. Oh, we set up some merch, too, and uh, I don't know if these dudes were tweaking or what, but they were dancing, and all of a sudden they were kind of dry-humping my T-shirt table. <laughs> they, were, they were dry-humping my merch, and I was like, Good God. What, what? Are, the, what are these boys on? Well, I, I know you don't want to say the name on the show, but when you get done, man, please text me so I stay away from there, man. It sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We've had good shows there since then, but that was just, there was something in the air that night, and they turned out. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was packed. It was a packed show, but they were just the weirdest bunch of people I've ever seen in my whole life. Gotcha, man. Wow, that's dude, cool, that's man. weird, man. I'll take I'll take the rednecks any day of the week. I dig it. <laughs> I dig it. Hey, man, I dig it, man. They're easy to get along with. Just don't offend them. You're good. <laughs> yeah, really. I was nice and uh, it was interesting. It's a good story, I guess. <laughs> that's a- it's a it's a different story than we've heard before. Yeah, it's a doozy. <laughs> you know, we've heard we've heard yeah, some stories. Yeah, no, no dry hump in the merch table, man. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. You're, that's the first. Yeah, you're buying all that stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I still sold it. I don't know. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, good. The only you merch want to take it out. <laughs> the only merch that comes with a um <laughs> with an <the> antibiotic. <laughs> yeah, no refunds. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Well, dude, Chip, thanks for joining the show tonight, man. Really appreciate your time. And I'll be reaching out to the other guys and, get, and getting them booked up. So make sure you let them know, all right? Yes, sir. I definitely will. 
That's cool. I uh, appreciate the invite, too. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, we'll be in touch. We'll get you back on in the fall. Um, see what's happening with the band. And, and you know, we'll, we'll get Wally on and everybody, man. We'll make it happen. Yeah, man. I'll have some updates for you. Uh, you guys seem cool. I think I could talk to you all for a while. Good deal, man. Oh, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate your time tonight, Chip. So, from the Guitar Gurus, we say thank you and good night. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Thanks. All right. See you. Chip Wood, man. There you go. What an awesome dude, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good man. I love it, dude. We're gonna uh we're gonna keep him on the radar and keep in touch with him to see to see how he progresses. Yeah. I think it'll be great. Exactly, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna get Wally on too, man. Wally's an awesome guitar player, man. Cool. So we'll get him on to hear about his gear and all that stuff. See how how the band's doing. And then you know, keep promoting chip, man. Yeah. You know, why absolutely. Not? Get his band out there, man. Help yep. spread the word on. It's cool. So thank you, Chip, man. Good yep. deal. So, dude, man, um, we've cranked through, man. We got everything done. Yeah. We're coming to the tail end of the lead lap, <laughs> as I like to say. Yeah, that's exactly right, dude. And I, and dude, you you deserve nothing but a standing ovation, man. No, you're a sir. trooper, brother. You're I don't. I don't. I, I'm gonna do this no matter what. I know. I'm here. I know, dude. But it's just. My hat's and, off to you. And I thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, I'm sorry I didn't bring my usual level of energy. I just don't have it. I know, man. I know. <laughs> um, you'll have it next week. I know no. you will. No, there's no doubt. No doubt. And next week's show is going to be cool too. So every week we do this is cool. I know. I I'm just over overdoing it, man. This is a June for us on this show is phenomenal right this is a great month it is and you as you you all will hear and you'll see the weekly lineups in the post you're gonna say holy smokes right this is big right everybody's gotta stay tuned for those i'm not giving them out anymore no we're not we're not spilling any beans ahead of time nope so stay tuned every monday the guest lineup comes out check it out see who's gonna be on the show and um Hopefully next week back we'll get Hickey back. Hopefully he'll have that story done. And I would love to hear it. Yeah, and then we'll get to talk to him about it. So that that'll make that'll be yeah real cool with him coming back. So cool. Um, yeah, dude. And I know, and I'm pretty much ready to go, man. How are you doing? What do you? What do you- uh, I'm 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 good when you are. I, I think we've had a pretty awesome episode. There's no sense in us sitting around here for 20 minutes, BSing with ourselves, right? Exactly. Nobody wants to listen to that. No, I think that, <laughs> I think we got a good show in. Um, we delivered the points. You powered through like a champ. I said what I had to say. Um, we'll get them next week. What do you think? Hell yeah, man. We'll get it. We'll definitely get them next week. Good deal. Yeah, I think I'm going to go home and go to bed. Good deal. I understand that. Well, it's Guitar Gurus with Dan and Dan. We'll see you guys next week. Episode 29's in the books, man. We'll talk to y'all then. See ya.